Father, we just uh, thank you that we can come here this morning. We thank you for the special service we can have today. We rejoice uh, with Jaden, with Rachel and Kirsty as they come to get baptised today. We pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will convict us, every one of us here today, um, that we will see you more clearly. Help my words to be your words. Help me to explain things that uh, might seem a bit complicated uh, in an easy-to-understand way. And may we do things in this place for your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. So welcome to everyone today. Andy's already welcomed us uh, here, but as we know, some people are visiting the first time, and I do know some the second time in our church as well. Um, so you are here to support your loved ones as they get baptised. So we welcome you um, in our church today. We trust that you're blessed in this service um, as we explore what baptism means and why it is such a joyous occasion, yet a real chance of personal reflection before God. Some of us here, I know, haven't seen a baptism before. Some people here today have seen different traditions from other churches and how they do baptisms. So that's what's stuck in their mind about when it's a baptism service. Some here have been baptised recently or many years ago. Some have been baptised as infants and some as adults. But today we're here to celebrate three people, Rachel, Kirsty, and Jaden, in their decision to be baptised because it means that they have come to Jesus. And church leadership has met with, uh, with them and loved hearing about the work that God has done in their lives. Soon we're going to hear from each of them about their journey and in their own words um, about coming to Christ and then the journey of being uh, wanting to be baptised as well. Then, after I've finished and after they've finished, we're going to come up and we're going to get into the water behind me and we're going to fully dunk them under the water and hopefully bring them up out of the water very quickly. I was talking to a couple of them. They're a bit nervous. It's their first time being baptised, obviously. And I said to them, don't worry, it's my first time to baptise people. <laughs> so things could go wrong, but I hope not. But it is baptism time, and that is a great thing. Okay. Now, I'm going to hopefully turn this on. Anyway, second slide. Thanks, Jeff. So I'm not sure how many of you are thinking, that's pretty weird. Why would you dunk people in water? And that's a great question. Why do we even baptise people? And I was thinking while I was preparing this message, there might be some young ones here thinking, surely in this day and age there's an app that can do it for us. Well, sorry to say that this is real water and it's real old school if you like. But some of you may be thinking, hey, that's pretty old school. Is that something that we just did for tradition and it was done in the old, olden days and why do we even do it today? Well, all these questions and thoughts are a very good starting place to ponder why someone would want to get baptised. So let's unpack that a bit this morning before we get into the real action in a few minutes' time as we witness these three go into the the water. 
Let's try it again. Yes. Let's start from the start. Baptism goes hand in hand with salvation. Baptism itself doesn't save people. It is a public declaration from someone who has decided to follow Jesus. Baptism should be the natural step of a person once they become a Christian. We don't baptise into a church. We baptise someone because they profess faith in Jesus Christ as their saviour and because they're part of the universal church known as the body of Christ. So let's, uh, we've read from Romans chapter 6. If you've got your Bibles with, that, with you, let's read from Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 15, and it will sort of unpack this a little bit more. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, death and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. And in verse 20 it says, The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through the righteousness, through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So these verses compare and contrast the difference between Adam and Christ. And with this becomes or comes our reality check as humans. In spite of telling us how great we are, and some of us here might think how good we are, even we, we might think that we're pretty good, but our reality is that from the very first man, Adam, sin entered the world. So whether you lived a thousand years ago or you live today, we are all born in sin. All humans, no matter their generation, their parents, their career, their personality, the reality is that we are all born in sin. Sin means we miss God's mark. We come short of God's holiness and righteousness. And we live in a time today where we're too busy to even think about life and death, where you can choose truth, where luxury and hedonism is our goal. We can close our eyes, put our fingers in our ears and go, I'm not listening to God, as much as we want. We have attitudes that think we deserve things in life. We have floating cities with all the indulgent things people could want, called cruise ships. They try and distract us with entertainment. Phones give us access to everything and anything at any time. 
But none of this gets us to God. And the sad thing is most of it, if not all of it, just distracts us about thinking about God. So the reality check today is luxury can't buy God. Phones don't save us. AI won't represent us well before God. We all need that understanding that because of sin, we will die and face God one day. It was supposed to be a joyous occasion. But with the joy of salvation has to have that reality check that we aren't angels, we are not perfect, we are not naturally good. And when someone says, when they've been accused, hey, I'm not perfect, you know, I think, amen. We are finally starting to realise that humans don't measure up to God's perfect standards. And if you look a couple of chapters back into Romans chapter 3, we get a real reality check of how bad us humans are explains us that none of us are righteous. No, not one. And this can be quite confronting. And it can be quite confronting, especially to this generation who are living now, that have been told that they're awesome, that they're superstars. They make their bed and they get a high five. When in fact, we are all flawed. And that's okay. Because we also read in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, that while we were still sinners, God sent Jesus at the right time to die for us. We can't earn it. We can't debate over it. We can't blame others for it. We can only own our sin. When we do that, we can understand and accept God's gracious free gift of Jesus Christ which is open to anyone and everyone. God didn't expect perfection from us because he knew we don't have perfection in us. But his son Jesus did. And that is how we can be made perfect before God. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ broke the power of sin and death and opened the way for all humans to regain that relationship with a holy loving and righteous God as he intended it to be. So what does all that mean? The reality check that without God, sorry, without Jesus, we are separated from God. And that is death. But with Jesus, we are brought into God's family for eternity. And that is true life. So does salvation from our sins still need to be addressed today? Some of us might be sitting going, eh, I don't like that. Whether you like it or not, today you still need to address that question of what is salvation? Do I need to be saved? Yes, you do. Because from Adam until the end, we are all born in sin. So every individual needs to decide to turn to Jesus and accept him as their saviour from their sin or turn away from Jesus 
and, do- and live to- for themselves and stay in their sin and die in their sin. No matter how many more generations we have on this planet, every single person needs to work out their position before God because our default position is as an enemy of God in sin, even if that seems unfair to us. I don't know if you can read that. That doesn't seem too good. Maybe we should turn out all the light. No, we won't do that. Because there is good news. There is good news. And the good news is on that and that board if you can read most of it. John 3.16. God, he sure did. And he sent his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus has already died and risen again. We just need to come in faith, accepting God's gracious gift and turn from our sin to follow Jesus. And Luke 15, 7 says that there is joy in heaven over a sinner who repents from their sin. There is joy in heaven. And I can hear it going, so where does baptism fit into all this? Let's get there now. Because when someone comes by faith to accept Jesus as their saviour, they are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. They are a new creation and they have gone from death to life. They are changed from the inside out. And baptism comes in because as a following on from that, it is an outward sign to everyone that that person has died to their sin and have been raised in new life with Christ Jesus, desiring to live their lives for him. So then we wonder, maybe does baptism make these people perfect? No. None of us this side of heaven will be perfect. But those who have come to faith in Jesus are seen through, by God through Christ as perfect. They are no longer controlled by sin as Christ has done the work on the cross for them. We read through Lauren, Romans chapter 6, 1 to 11. The joy of the Christian is that we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore. We understand God's grace to the point of salvation and we can live in the freedom of life that only Christ can offer. So baptism is as relevant today and will continue to be relevant this side of heaven. Because salvation will continue to be relevant this side of heaven. It is a simple way of demonstrating publicly that a person has decided to follow Jesus. Their heart has changed and their lives have changed. So you might be asking here, how much do I need to know about God before I get baptised? Well, there are two main accounts in Acts that discuss this, and both accounts are of men, an extended family, who become Christians and without much time after, get baptised. 
salvation, and then baptism. So you might ask, any theological degrees required? Faith in Jesus for salvation is the only prerequisite for baptism. If you are sitting there waiting for a certain knowledge of the Bible or to memorize enough verses in the Bible, you're never going to get baptized because there will never be enough of the Bible that you understand. Baptism is very simple. It's a very outward, simple outward expression of what's going on in the inside. We are fortunate enough to have a baptismal here, but you can get baptised in a river, in a lake, in an ocean, in a swimming pool, wherever. So then we might have a question, why do we do it in public? So let me ask you a question. What did you think when you hear, today we're hearing about these three, but what do you, what do you think when you hear about someone getting baptised in this day and age? Or what do you think when someone tells you, hey, I'm getting baptised? This might be a challenge for some of us. Is it, you're not ready? You don't know enough? You don't seem Christian enough? You don't know enough? You're not old enough? When are you enrolling in those theological studies? Or do you rejoice that they have trusted Jesus as their saviour and want to follow Jesus and show the world their decision? Let's, let's be a people that rejoices that people today still want to get baptised and declare that they've followed, decided to follow Jesus. Public baptism is a great opportunity for Christians to rejoice and celebrate together. So let's turn it to us today. Nearly there. There's an opportunity for everyone here today. If you're unsaved, you've never come to that saving knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ. If you've never come to God, understand that you are a sinner, accepted Jesus as your saviour, that gracious gift of God for your sin, then today is a great day to do that because heaven will rejoice over that decision. If you are brokenhearted, if you're caught in sin, come to Jesus. If you're downcast, if you're lonely, come to Jesus. Recognise that you can't do this life alone. Even as Christians, we can't do it alone. But if you are a non-Christian here today, come to Jesus. Accept that gracious gift of God. Accept him as your saviour for your sin. If you're saved, yet but not baptised, what are you waiting for? What a great declaration of your faith in Jesus. While it doesn't save you, baptism is a great way to say to the world, I have decided to follow Jesus. Not for show, but to show your faith. We've got right, water right here. You can jump in with me after the other three. I won't put that pressure on you. But seriously, if you want to jump in, come and talk to me. And for those that have saved and been baptised, 
let us be found to encourage, to mentor, especially these three today. And those, we had a baptism service where three or four others got baptised earlier in the year. Point them to scripture. Journey with them. Demonstrate your faith with them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Be there for them in times of, of need. And even point them back to the day where they did get baptised and rejoice with them. Share your faith journey with non-believers. Shine your light for Jesus in our community here in Pakenham, in your workplace, at your school, because all Christians start from the same place. Sinners saved by grace. So the need for salvation and baptism is still relevant today as it was a thousand years ago and will continue to be so until Jesus comes. So where to from here? But like our last song, our need for God is as real as ever. Oh Lord, I need you. Let's rejoice when people accept Jesus as their saviour. Let's rejoice when believers want to be baptised. And let's continue to point people to Jesus and encourage people in their faith. It's time to get baptised. Rachel, where's Rachel? There she is. No, you don't have, to, don't have to do anything yet. But we've talked to you and you're a young lady with a supportive family and we rejoice in that. As you journey towards the end of your schooling and into your adulthood, you'll not only need the support of your family but other Christians. You'll have challenges and temptations and even opposition whether it be at, at uni or in the workplace, and you'll need to run to God, not away from him. James 4, 7 and 8 says, Humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Jaden, I've known you for a bit longer than Rachel. I've known you for a number of years, and I've seen you recently grow seen you grow in your knowledge of the Bible. I've had the joy of even sitting next to you on the Sunday night Bible study and, and just seeing how you have a thirst for, for Scripture. And I can see God working in your life. And you're aware, like we all are, that we've all done wrong. And you said that in your, when you're talking to us about sin, you understand sin. And unfortunately, like we all do, there'll be times where we do wrong in the future. And I want to encourage you to keep in the word of God. Keep your mind meditating on things of Christ. And like we all need to, keep short account of sin. And I was thinking about this while we were talk, uh, preparing, that Paul would even say how much he struggled with certain types of sin. Don't strive for perfection but pursue God and let him graciously use you mightily as you grow into your teen years and beyond. And Hebrews 12 too would say, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And Kirsty, we've only just met as well and your life has changed recently 
as you've shared your testimony with us as well. And we know you're on your faith journey. Don't put pressure on yourself that you have to know everything about God in the next month. But continue to read your Bible, ask questions and desire to grow. As you become a mum, honour God in this. Point your baby to Jesus and grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus with Brett and your newborn as you grow your family. Your circumstances are about to change and take it from me, it's a big change. (laughs) But during this time, trust God, spend time in prayer. Psalm 121, 1 and 2 says, or encourages us to look to the mountains and know where our help comes from. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. He is our creator and look to him. Everyone sitting here today, rejoice. Let's praise God. Let's thank God for Jesus because without Jesus, we've got nothing. Examine ourselves before God. Seek him. Keep short account of sin. Pray with these three. Love these three. Encourage them. Bless them. Connect with them and point them to grow in their faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Jaden. We thank you for Rachel and Kirsty. We thank you for bringing them to the point of needing to accept Jesus as their saviour, needing to understand that they are sinners. We thank you that they have accepted the gracious gift of Jesus. We pray for anyone here who doesn't know Jesus as their saviour. We pray that they will come humbly, bow before you, come to the foot of the cross, recognising that they are a sinner, accepting Jesus Christ as their saviour. For us that are believers in Jesus Christ as our saviours, we pray that we will live our faith out in the community, we'll encourage one another, we'll love one another, and we'll encourage these three as they go through the waters of baptism now. Let us rejoice with them and let us be there and journey with them as they grow in their faith. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.